You are listening to Walking Home from the ICU. We will be exploring how to save and preserve lives in the ICU. All opinions and views shared are unaffiliated with any organization. What is it like to be born into an awake and walking ICU, know nothing else, and then to leave? When I left to be a travel nurse after a few years in the same ICU, I struggled with a new world of dim lights and comatose patients. I was young and unprepared for such a change. I didn't understand the history and culture of sedation, and I struggled to find answers. I would ask doctors and nurses alike, so why are they sedated? And they would look at me like I was a complete idiot and say, because they're intubated. And I still wouldn't understand. And I would ask again and again, why are they sedated? And they would keep answering me because they're intubated. I couldn't relate to them. I didn't understand what was going on. And I had a complete culture shock. Now we have with us my former colleague, Jim, and he will share with us what culture shock he experienced in a new environment and what he has learned from it. Jim, thanks so much for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about your career timeline? Working in a medical ICU in, with quite a wide variance of illnesses that we treat there, kind of the overflow from neuros, neuro cases, strokes, things of that nature, seizures, as well as some occasional cardiac items, but most of the time, respiratory and other underlying health conditions. And I've been working in this current facility for almost a year now, coming from another facility with that had a different culture altogether for roughly four years. And it sounds like just from when you were talking before, you and I have had similar experiences as far as I was born in that ICU that you came from as well. Yes. And I was there for two years. That's all I knew as a nurse. So same, similar patient population as the one you just described. A lot of the patients are on ventilators and it was just normal. And then I had a huge culture shock going as a travel nurse to somewhere else. As did you, as you mentioned. So what was that culture shock like when you, well, first of all, what was it like being raised in a place where patients were awake and walking on the ventilator. What was that like for you as a nurse at that time? Well, just, just at the beginning of my nursing career, it was, it was just the given. It was, it was what we did. It was, it was, it was an understanding of, of the best for our patients and, and realizing ultimately because even during nursing school and, and all the education that's out there, there's a multiple factor on site on the side of things, and even even trying to reach out to find some sort of uh, research information in regards to ventilation without sedation. There's there's not a lot of information out there right now, and so working in this environment initially was a huge asset to me because I just took it for granted. This is this is what goes on, and and as I stepped out. And I and I'd worked in in several other ICUs outside of the the initial uh, ICU where I've learned all the uh, uh, sedationless ventilation. 
and 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 early ambulation it was it was it was a, a very surreal experience to be it it, it it's you know the, the most common forms of your practice are suddenly halted and you get into this routine of doing the best you can for your patients and that's the mindset you go in and 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 it's it it's it's horrific to suddenly it's almost like getting punched in the stomach because you're just like whoa wait a second i i don't i, I this this what we're we're, we're the, the idea is to to the, the best for our patients and the overall best to to help our patient populations regardless if they're young or old but it it's it's been it's been a surreal experience to come from an from a from an experience of of walking extremely sick patients on high peep settings high fio2 and 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 having multiple team members there from physical therapists to respiratory therapists an entire entourage of personnel helping one person do the best they can and 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 striving and also knowing in the back of your head that you can see the, the the results and you can see how much stronger they are, even if they only do take five or six steps. And then you take that and seeing the positive in it, and then you're you're suddenly faced with something in a completely different form. It's it's you know it's it's much like traveling internationally, and 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 you get off the the, the plane, and suddenly you have no idea what people are saying to you because you don't speak the language. You're just, you're, you're, you're in a surreal moment, like panic trying to figure out how do I, how do I, how do I, how do I communicate this information? And, and, and it's even more troubling when you, when you start to see the decline of, 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 of the patient population because these protocols that you're so used to using aren't in place. Such good points. So what parts of having your patients awake and moving do you miss as a nurse? Like from each shift, what do you miss about that? So the, 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 uh, regardless of, of intubated or non-intubated, one of, my, one of my greatest experiences as a nurse has always been able to talk to people, talk to patients, talk to patients' families, Getting to know them, getting some background, knowing whether they're in pain, knowing what their concerns are, knowing why they're not what what what's going on if they're if they're if they're having any 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 dreams if they're not able to sleep because they just can't fall asleep maybe they're in pain maybe they're dizzy I you you can't do this on sedation you can't you have no idea and then on top of the fact of of just that it it doesn't take long to to especially in an ICU setting to have somebody and and I am fortunate enough to say at least where I am at now that we as sedation is used more we we are at least doing extremely well with our our skin protocols to where uh, skin breakdown is is something that is addressed right away but there, there are other facilities out there that, that literally you're, you're sedating these patients and, and, and they're out. And very rarely do they even get nudged and moved and then poof, they've got more underlying problems. And you can't communicate with these people. Some of the greatest things is, 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 is when you're in a, in a situation where, 
where you have a patient that's ventilated that's got their yonker in their hand and their and their and their call light in the other hand and they're changing the channels on the TV while they're intubated, while they're sitting in a chair, while they're, you know, it, it, it is, they have that ability to see that their mind is, is intact to where they know this, this, this tube is in place to, to, for life-saving practice purposes. And, and, and if it comes out, I'm in trouble. Does that always happen? Does it stay in place when, when, when patients are unrestrained and ventilated? Uh, no, I mean, th things happen, but it's, it's being able to communicate with these, with, with these patients. And, the, and it is so important. It, the worst day of their life, they're in a hospital, the worst day of their life, they're ventilated. You know, and that's, that just may be the first time. It's, what about these patients that have had this numerous times? Horrific experiences. We, we don't need to keep reliving a nightmare with these, with these patients. Yeah, that is so powerful. And the first time I ever walked into an ICU as a student nurse, the nurse told me I work in ICU so that I don't have to talk to people. And it crushed me. Yeah. And so I felt really at home in that first ICU, the one that I work at and the one you started at, because there was a culture of wanting to interact with our patients, knowing who they were, knowing what their needs were, just like you said. Yes. So now what is it like now what is your connection with your patients like it, it you know it, it's it's i i wouldn't necessarily want to compare the, the the mindset that i have is to to what the mindset of a, a soldier has but in that there's there's definitely some similarities when you when you're trained a certain way in, in a certain position in a certain direction a certain attention to detail and 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 that's taken away from you that that's still ingrained in your in your in your practices and and is there is there a time where where sedation is appropriate yes and I, and I will always say that at some point there there may be a time where sedation is necessary but it is it, 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 it to a to a, a minimal amount in certain cir circumstances and situations but by all means my every time i i've, I've said to to some of the other uh, staff that I work with, regardless of their nurses, their doctors, or residents, or, or 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 anything, CNAs, they they look at me with the most horrific look on their face, like you've got to be kidding me. You, I would have to be sedated to to get through all this. And I and and that was my main point with them is no, you wouldn't. You would only have to be sedated for a short time to realize this is the worst experience you've ever had. And 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 it's 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 a difficult transition to try and prove a point that you know is safe to prove a point that you know is a viable solution and a workable solution that that can be can that can be uh, harnessed and 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 used and again the the biggest the biggest situation here is is we're in this line of work to help people get better we're here to help people to, to, to progress and, and, and if they're not, to bring them comfort, to bring them to, to know that they're in, they, they have the best care possible and it doesn't matter where they're at. This is, this is the mindset I go into. And so it, it's, it's been difficult to sit and, and, and be a part of this, but also I, I, I'm in control of this too because as I've been trained, uh, and, and I'm so grateful for that ability and, 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 this, and, and to the direction from multiple 
NPs to the, you know, you want to talk about the, I, I'd hate to use the terms, the, the uh, grandmothers of this sedation, sedationless ventilation and, and early ambulation, because I know as Kaylee would know that both of those two would not like that, 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 that similarity, but they, they, that they're, they had such a phenomenal way of, of presenting things and their sternness and their attention to it is what drove this. And, and, and I take that with me every single day because as the culture has been to go off in this other direction with sedation and, and you see the decline of, 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 of normal, healthy, functioning adults to, to just slowly declining, slowly declining. And not only not only mentally, but, but, but physically. And, and that is the most heartbreaking because I'm used to a culture of, of people walking out of the, of the ICU. I, I, I remember taking care of, of people d- twice my age coming off of, of ventilation, going to, to a medical floor and, and they're out walking me because they've, they've been so well taken care of and they're still strong enough to, to, to move themselves. It, it, it is a, it's a good feeling to see that, but to suddenly have that yanked away again, it's like getting punched in the gut. You, 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 you just, you get, you're out of place, but you've got to try and do best for your patient. Yeah. That is painful to know that certain outcomes didn't have to happen. And what are you seeing now? What is so painful for you to watch? It, it is, it, it, there's, there's a, there's a massive amount of, it, we're all creatures, you know, humans just have this natural ability to just follow the same protocol. We're all creatures of habit. We get into these routines. And that I think my, my biggest concern is losing, getting so caught up in the culture of where I'm at, but I'm also very hard-headed to try and move forward with, with trying to get more education with just as, as you're doing, Kaylee, as far as trying to get nurses to realize that this is a possibility. But th- the biggest thing is to point out factors and I hate to use anyone as 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 you know, uh, even using the term as guinea pigs here but when when you see a cert, certain circumstances or even it, regardless of circumstances that it, you you see multiple different ailments come in through the through the door of a of a trauma one hospital in an ICU setting in a medical ICU setting and 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 it, it and it, it is, you start with somebody in their, in their early healthy ages of, of uh, 20 year old, tw- mid 20s, 30s, upwards into the 40s and 50s. And, and you have people that are, that are capable of taking care of themselves, had an active lifestyle, regardless of their background, regardless if they've had any addiction issues, regardless of, of any other, other things that they were, they were able to care for themselves and they were able to do it without a lot of problems and you see this decline with 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 them just in in atrophy in their in their in their body you you see you see the decline of 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 their their ability just to just to do the simplest of things and 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 i think the most difficult part of this is is knowing that it does not have to be this way it it can be changed but it's 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 climbing a very steep uphill slope to try and get change in any direction, and so part of this is, has been so hard to be able to push, but also trying to to take things in a direction for best patient care. I can walk in with my patient who's on 
a, a high rate of, of sedation or a high, combined with some high rates of, of pain control of, of, and, and I can titrate that down. I can, I can work my schedule in on a two to one ratio to know that the, the usual protocol and routines of, 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 of SBTs and, 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 and making sure that I'm in a room for enough periods of time so I can try and orient these, these patients out of this sedation. But I also get more horrified at the fact that I can do everything possible to bring this patient off the sedation, and, that, and that's what I've, I've, I've tried to do. But again, you're stuck in a culture of, well, it's, you sedate ventilated patients. So what happens? You come back from a shift after you've worked so hard to bring people down off of their sedation, off of their pain control, and they are, and they are responding, and they are, they are doing what they should, only to see that you, you, everything you've done is just completely washed away. And so it, it's another uphill battle. And then as days go on, it gets worse and worse and worse. Delirium sets in. You've got more, more problems with, with, with the mind than you do even with the body. And, and, and the mind is such a powerful thing. And it, it, it is so hard for me to even wrap my head around some of this. To, 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 I, I come into, into nursing with a, with a, 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 I'm, a, I'm naturally a, a, a feeler. I, I, I feel what people are going through. I, I take that to heart and, and, and seeing the fear and terror in people's eyes, I, 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 I want to try and help comfort that. And I can't do that on, with sedation, but I can, I can do that off of sedation. And, and it's, it's, it's just a battle morally to see what's going on. And the amount of patients that end up having to go to rehab after the fact, where I came from originally, where this, this that, that very rarely would that happen. More patients were, 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 were coming back and ha- or even having to, to, to worry about rehab. And, and, and it's when you're talking about a 20 year old that, that's, that's functional that suddenly has to go to rehab because they are, they've declined physically so much. And then that's not even to talk about the horrific experiences that they're going to have uh, with, with PTSD and the, and the mental dilemmas that they're going to be facing in the future as well. And, and it, it, knowing this is the part of the problem because I, I, I take that to heart so much. So it's, it's, it's a difficult situation to know this does not need to happen. This can be a more positive way to treat our patients. And Jim, this is just reaffirming to me all the things that I felt about your patient care when we worked together. You are so compassionate and you care so deeply. But you've also been exposed to the realities of sedation. You're talking about PTSD. I don't think most nurses even know that sedation causes delirium, which causes PTSD. You're talking about functionality. That's hardly ever a discussion in the ICU. We're just trying to treat an infection, but we're not thinking about the big picture. I mean, Chris Perm in a, a couple episodes ago, she talked about how 90% of the time as a physical therapist, she can ask a nurse, was, was this patient walking before they came into the ICU? And the nurse can't tell him, but you yeah. know that. You care. Yeah. That's your focus. So how does that understanding and focus drive you to turn down sedation? Because, and, and tell us, what is it like? You come on and a patient has been deeply sedated with no breaks, no end in sight, 
for days and you take it down, how is that response by the patient different than when you in the past let patients wake up after intubation? Is, is that, so I, 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 will, I will add that, that there, there, are, there are protocols in place for, for SBT. So there, there are moments where, where patients are coming off of sedation, but the, you know, coming from an environment where you don't have to worry about that because patients were off of sedation completely. But, but, but a, lot of, a lot of what's happened is, is it's, again, like, it's like trying to climb it up. It's, it's, it's an uphill battle because it, everybody needs proof. Everybody needs the realization of what the possibilities are. And, and it, it, it's, it's the simplest things. And I've, I've talked to other nurses that have been in, in, in the same unit as us, Kaylee, and, and, and have now gone outside of the area and in other ICU settings where their mindset now is sedation is not sleep. Uh, delirium, that their, their focus is completely driven in a different direction compared to the culture they're now in. And, and, that's, and that's what I've been facing. But a lot of this is, is when, I, when I sit down with, with in, in rounds and I have pharmacy looking at dosages of medication going, wow, this is, this is, this is a, an enormous amount of, 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 of medication for this patient. And the, the usual comeback on a lot of this in, in some of the rounds are, are, the, are the responses by the nurses. Well, this is the only way we can keep them comfortable. Well, you know, pharmacology has been forgotten in a lot of ways in, in this situation because again the culture is hey you sedate your patient you make sure they're comfortable if they start wiggling around guess what we get we get to give them a bolus because we don't want to deal with a, a, a squirrely patient we want to, we don't want to deal with the difficult patient the, the mindset is is as you know we're gonna we're gonna sedate we're gonna sedate we're gonna sedate and 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 again it's not having the ability to even know what happens after the fact. It's, it's like this, this closed off mindset of what about tomorrow? What about next week? What about, what about a month later? What about, what about? So the bigger side of all of this, we're, we're fortunate enough to have some strong physical therapists, occupational therapists where I'm at now. They, they, are, they, they are phenomenal and, I, and I'm grateful for that because the biggest majority of them know that if they if they could get off sedation they can do their job in 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 such a, a a better way they can they can prevent more problems for the future they can they can they can prevent the, they can do their job at a in, a in a better way and and they know this but again they're faced with a lot of what i'm 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 facing they're they're all for when i start mentioning hey have you ever heard of of sedationless ventilation and early ambulation and and you know we walking walking patients on ventilators and and uh, you know regardless of that the, the, they 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 are aware of it they know they know because that's their that's their that that's their goal that to help these people get better they, to build their strength to help them and and so that that being taken away and just as we are having that conversation earlier yes you have physical therapists and occupational therapists, are, they come through and they say, how's this patient doing? When are you going to do your SBT so that I can kind of assess them? Oh, well, we can't do anything because they've been on sedation and so much sedation. But one of my biggest goals when I go in with a, with a ventilated patient on sedation 
is again, I, there's a window of time here that I, I have to, I have to plan out my day in a more functional manner because I've got to organize my time to, to be able to spend some time in a patient's room because I know when they start coming off a of sedation, they have no clue as to what's going on. Suddenly they've got a tube stuck down their throat and they're restrained to a bed and they hear beeping in the background or maybe they don't hear beeping. They don't know what's going on. And this is a recurring nightmare for them because as SBT is going on, they're waking up and then what happens immediately after, bam, they get right, right back on sedation. They're right, they're right back there because that's the culture, that's the mindset. With, with, with multiple ICUs nationwide, worldwide, that's, that's the mindset. Uh, you're going to sedate them again. And so as this, as this battle goes on, my job has been to, to, to again, the best care for my patient. And so as I, as I go in and I, and I spend some time with this patient and I get to pull off their sedation, I get to pull off their, their fentanyl drips and their, and their other factors. Do I turn them all the ways off? Not always because some people are legitimately in some, some, some pain. But sedation is, is typically taken out of the picture. And, and I've, I've had moments where I've had a patient that was ventilated, sedated, and throughout my shift, towards the end of it, I have them sitting there and, and loosely restrained. And it, it, it's a comforting feeling to look at them and see them holding a yonker or see them in the, in the, in the, in the true form that I, I'm, I'm, I know is the best for them and I, can, I have experience with. And, and yet it's also a little concerning when I see other staff coming in and they see a loosely restrained patient and they go panicked. They're panicked because they're thinking they're, they're, they're not sedated. They're moving around and they are, there's problems here. So it's, 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 it's again, it's having to reeducate and trying to, to, to change people's ways and people's views of what's going on. And people need, to see it, to believe it. They, you can say anything you want to, to, to the culture, but you literally have to see it to believe it. And, and, and coming from, from where I did, I, I, I saw it on a daily basis. And that was, that, was, that was such a huge, massive benefit to me stepping into this scenario. And it is so hard and can feel so lonely to be alone in that mentality, that perspective, that understanding in a culture like that. Have you had any good responses? Have you been able to, I mean, when people run in to tackle your patient and you stop them and say, no, they're okay, they're safe, they're oriented, they wouldn't dare pull out their tube, they look, like you, look at you like you're crazy, but is there ever any, are there any seeds planted? Do you start to see growth in other people? Has there been any progress made? Very, 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 very slow progress. And of course, with the uh, ongoing pandemic, it, it's even more heightened or more, more difficult to get some positive feedback on it. But I, yeah, there, there's been, there's been some, some good experiences. And I, and one, one per se was, was where I did have somebody off, off sedation. I, I was, I had, I had had that patient literally holding a yonker and there's other staff that is, has, has been open to sedationless ventilation and, and early ambulation as well and and there's there are people on board but they also realize the uphill battle but yeah i've i've had several instances where i've had a patient that was sedated that is now not sedated that was restrained that is not restrained 
And they are very well aware that that tube is in place for, for their life. And, 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 I, and I, I, I recall one situation where I, I was getting ready to, to take a, a, a break and, and get something to eat. And I turned to, to my nurse who was going to be taking my patients and, and told him, hey, I, I, I'm just going to go take a break real quick. Don't worry. She, she, if she needs anything, suctioning or anything down the, down the tube, uh, she'll hit the call light. She's very well aware of what's going on. He looked at me initially kind of panic-stricken and, and, and <laughs> because she was not sedated. And I said, well, no, she's, she's okay. She's loosely restrained in there. She can move her arms around. She's not going to get to the tube, but I, I'm not going to immediately take off restraints. But I, I, eventually I will. Fortunately, there happened to be an additional staff member that both you and I, Kaylee, had, had worked with that, that was working there as well, who, who during my moment of my lunch break had, had actually responded in a, in a beneficial way too. So there was two of us there. But the comment out of the nurse that was taking my patient was, well, I'm going to turn the propofol back on once I get into the room. And I said, no, no, you don't have to do that. Don't, don't do that. We've, we've made a lot of headway. So just, 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 just sit out here in the nurse's station and let her and make sure she, 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 she's okay. You, you're not even going to have to do anything. I'm not going to be very long. So just, just wait there. Well, as he just kind of sat there and looked at me, not, not really understanding or knowing what to do, by the time I came back with the help of another, another staff member who, who we, you and I both worked with, had gotten her up to a chair and unrestrained and the the aides were in the room doing her hair getting it untangled from the glob that she was in due to due to due to sedation and so they were they were doing hair care and they were doing some some, they were doing you know some of this care for her as she's sitting there looking over and you know her true personality is coming out the patient Mm -hmm. is is trying to smile with an et tube kind of waving at us and 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 suctioning her own ma- her own mouth with with her yonker and and she's sitting there texting her her family and this was an older elderly woman and 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 as i as i kind of chuckled to myself and i looked over at the nurse that was watching over this patient he just sat there he said this is unreal this is huh. this is unreal this is this is I, I i wouldn't believe it if i didn't see it that that that's just it you would not believe it unless you saw it is is kind of the culture that people have at this point but that's that's kind of the uphill battle on some of this is to get people like that and once once you can get patients and that's what i've noticed is that once we can get these this, these patients to a to a point where sedation is off and as and as hard pressed as some nurses are to get sedation started again once they see that a patient is comfortable and 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 able to handle intubation and handle ventilation that there there's a different mindset that goes through like oh wow this is this is this this looks great but i think it's it you know in the back of their mind and i've even heard them say that uh, you know this they're 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 in they're in pain they're in discomfort what are, what are you doing you you've got you've got to make you got to keep them comfortable get them sedated no you you don't and that's kind of the again Trying to trying to reeducate and hey, remember pharmacology. Hey, remember what's going on here with everything we're putting into these people. We're not we're not we're not keeping these people asleep. We're not we're not doing them the best for them for their recovery on all of this. They're so not it's, really it's, comfortable. 
yeah. it's like changing that whole definition is that alone is a battle. But if people understood the terrors that they live under sedation, the pain yeah. that they're in, all the anxiety is the reason why when you take off the sedation, they're thrashing. Yep. I, this the first time I learned SBTs when I was a travel nurse. I learned that, you know, you turn on propofol just enough to see them flail all fours and you hurry and turn it back on because obviously they can't tolerate being on decreased sedation. And I remember being so confused because I, I, <laughs> yes. I didn't see a ton of delirium, let alone had learned that that, is, that that is caused by sedation because we didn't deeply sedate everyone. So it took me a while to realize that we were causing that. And so I was just so young. I didn't, I didn't have the, the capacity to really explain to these people. They're not un, just uncomfortable. They're terrified because they yeah. have been living in the battlefield in their brains this whole time that you've been sedating them. And so as you're taking them out of sedation, that's what they're doing. They're panicked from their own reality. But, you, but it takes someone like you that has the experience and expertise and the patience to sit there and work them through that, take the time for it to clear because it doesn't just turn off the second you turn the button off. Right. And if it's been on for days, it's, it's been deposited into their fat tissue. It takes a while to metabolize. So it's scary for people mm. them like that. It, they look uncomfortable because they are, it is distressing. So yes. it's for us as the caregivers, but it's not for the patient. Right. Um, but that is a whole new level of expertise to sit there and walk someone through with delirium and know that it will clear out. But it takes that experience and that perspective to know where they could be on the other side. Once the delirium clears out, which it will, yes, they can be themselves again, like you said. You're such a good advocate of that. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. What else would you share with the ICU world, especially during this COVID season? A lot of it is is seeing and knowing again the mindset of, of sedation overall and and is it again there is a time and a place i i feel that there is a time for for certain situations for sedation yeah um but it, in when it comes right down to the the average I, I hate to even use that term but average but when it when it really comes down to it even even in the covid situation here sedation is not sleep you know and I, I remember that getting driven into my brain as a new nurse working in the, in in our unit is is sedation is not sleep and 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 you know the brain is not sleeping and i remember one you know one of one specific intensivist we we worked with there Kaylee that 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 was what he was saying you know that that, that the mind is not sleeping that you know that the sedation is not it this sedation is not helping them and helping their brain and so i i i, I take that that's just ingrained in my in my head and I, and I, and i i i am i'm a i'm a very stubborn individual and and i and i i'm again coming from from a background of being a patient myself and knowing uphill battles and knowing the fight just to get back to a normal, semi-normal way of life. I know PTSD. I know trauma, and and I know mental dilemmas that that kick in. I know that personally. And so when I hear about what is going on with 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 sedated patients, and I hear and I see it going on, it it's heartbreaking. It is it is absolutely heartbreaking to to experience somebody that's that's delirious 
to experience the confusion, to experience the, the breakdown of the, the human body and the human soul, for that matter, is heartbreaking, especially when you, when you know things could be different and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's this battle. But I'm stubborn and I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue to push just as, as you have, Kaylee, to try and, and educate and try and make some changes. But I also realize it's a, it's a, it's a tough battle forward. But I also know that, it, that it's, it's the squeaky wheel. You know, the more I continue to, to, to push my point and the more I continue to have patients off sedation, when I, the more I have patients that are able to do the jobs that they're doing, they're doing things that they can do, even there are even on a ventilator it is, 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 the, is the first step. You know, we'll, we'll take this in stages and we'll continue. I'll, I'll continue to, to push for this. And I've got a handful of, of, of other staff that are behind me that are wanting to do this as well. And so it's, it's a slow progression, but I am, I am, I am anxious to get to, through this. But, you know, I, 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 I remember sitting down with one of our, even with multiple media stories that have come out about some of the biggest battles with, with the ongoing pandemic with COVID was, was the real battle that these patients are going to be facing after intubation is, is the PTSD and the, and the, and the delirium and, and just the battles in their own brains. This is going to be their biggest battle. And as if you, uh, anyone in an ICU setting that has dealt with, with COVID patients, it's a horrific, horrific virus. And we, we've seen very strong, very, very healthy individuals get hit so hard, so fast that it, it is frightening to watch. It's not just the elderly. It's just not certain, certain populations that are getting affected by this. And that's the other heartbreaking part of all this is you see the general population out there. But I remember taking care of a patient that was, he was a, he was a very strong individual and, 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 and he, 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 was, he, was, he was having some PTSD within, within a day or two after being extubated and, and, able to talk. He was horrified. He was afraid to fall asleep. He was, he was, and that, Gosh. and that, that was the first mindset uh, of how, 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 how Corona is really taking over, but also how important it is. Cause here's somebody who was young, who was healthy, who was recovering and now has to deal with the, the mental side of all of this. And also knowing that this is going to be a battle for him as well, but it, 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 this could be this could be prevented if we had a better understanding and a better culture without sedation. So, and and all of our COVID patients right now that have survived have walked out of the ICU, even after being prone for eight days. So you're right. If there's established culture, if we have that same focus despite all the challenges that face us of maintaining their functionality and also preserving their cognitive function and keeping them emotionally healthy through keeping them awake and, and safe from delirium, maybe it doesn't have to be so bad afterward. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm touched by how much you care and your willingness to do the extra work to choose the hard way and not just going with the flow. It is so easy to say when in Rome and just, cause it's yeah. easier to sedate. It is. You just get through your shift. I, 
I had a travel nurse just recently come up and ask for an Ativan drip. And I said, what? And she said, or Valium either. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I was just so shocked. And I said, well, then who's going to clean up the mess? And she said, what? She had no idea what I, what I meant. Right. But that's you. You're coming in and you're willing to try to clean up the mess and do what's best for your patients. And that is hard. And Polly knows very well how lonely that is and how hard that is to be the only one with that, the, that insight or perspective. But you have a lot of research. You have friends. You have help behind yeah. you. And I wish you the best of luck in revolution. Well, I appreciate all you. I see you because I think that yeah. oh, yes. you are going to make a big difference, Jim. And thank you so much for sharing this with us. I appreciate Absolutely. your time. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Jim. Absolutely. If you want to join in on the conversation, leave a voicemail at 801-784-0472 or reach out to me on Twitter.